94.7 Kumu Kokua because Kumu cares. We are doing our Kumu Kokua segment. We bring in Hawaii's leaders and experts to talk about the issues that you care about and to answer your questions. And right now on the phone, we have from IHS, the Institute for Human Services, which is the oldest, largest, and most comprehensive human services agency here in Hawaii that is focused exclusively on ending and preventing homelessness in Hawaii. Uh, right now we have on the phone Jill Wright, Director of Philanthropy and Community Relations. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. Um, we have been talking on our show a bit about, you know, about our homeless population. Can you help our listeners um, kind of, first of all, before we talk about what IHS is doing to serve them during this time of the pandemic, can you kind of give us a little bit of the lay of the land, like how many people we're talking about in Hawaii? And um, I've heard it said many times that our homeless population is one of the most vulnerable during the pandemic. Can you kind of help us understand all that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So, um, you know what, I think homelessness here in Hawaii, you know, everybody sees it, right? It's a very visible um, concern. And there are estimates that about 10,000 people on Oahu experience homelessness at any point during the year. Mm. So to put that in perspective, you know, that's not all the people that you see, you know, sleeping on the side of the road. That's some people that are sleeping in their cars and some people that are, you know, bunking up with family and sleeping on the couch and and that sort of thing, but but a lot of people that sort of have that experience and really are looking for ways uh, to get housed. And at IHS, we have about um, almost 500 beds a night. We have nine shelters across the island. So when you think about all those various populations, you know, there are people that have a roof over their head, but there's a lot of people that don't, right? Mm -hmm. And we all see that. And we estimate, um, the point in time count last year estimated about 2,500 individuals that are unsheltered. Uh, on Oahu at, at any given time. Mm. And these folks, you know, you've seen them. The conditions are, are fairly cramped and they can be unsanitary. And, um, you know, it's really tricky for them to to find the time and the space to shower and stay clean. And, you know, they are kind of um, close together. So it's a tricky population and it's one that we are really concerned about. Um, even those folks that aren't in our shelter, we consider to be kind of our charge, right? So mm -hmm. we want to make sure that these folks are safe uh, from the virus, that they are staying safe, that they are staying educated uh, about what it means and how to, to avoid getting sick and making sure that they're, you know, keeping their social distance as best they can. So it's um, it's something that we in the city and the state um, and other agencies are really, really concerned about helping to protect this population and really to protect all of us. Um, from getting sick. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know when the when talk of the pandemic first began, um, there was some worry about a possible spike in homelessness, uh, especially in Hawaii, where you know so many people are out of work. Uh, cost of living is so high here. But has are, did we actually see that uh, beginning to happen, or has that? I know there's been a stay on evictions. Has that mm -hmm. helped to kind of keep the number you know in control? That is absolutely helping, but uh, but people are worried, you know, like you said, uh, unemployment has risen, people are losing their jobs. Uh, we have seen a definite spike in calls to our housing office where mm. we do, um, you know, short term shallow rent subsidies and things like that, uh, trying to help people to prevent 
them from falling into homelessness. Mm-hmm. So the, the calls to that office have increased significantly. People saying, you know, I just lost my job and I have kids and I don't want to lose my house and what can I do? Even though they know there's a moratorium on evictions, um, they know it's going to catch up at some point, right? That, that can't go on forever and mm-hmm. people are going to be responsible for paying their rent and, and are, are worried about making ends meet. So we're seeing that a little bit, not so much um, a demand, you know, not so much that the, the actual uh, incidences of homelessness have really spiked just yet, but I think, you know, it's only kind of a matter of time and, and people are certainly worried about that. Mm-hmm. Is that, is it that or is it something else? What are, what is IHS mainly worried about at this time? <laughs> uh, we're worried about all sorts of things. <laughs> no, um, you know, we're worried about uh, just making sure that we that we as we look ahead and as we're looking to reopen that we're all like remaining vigilant that we are really not letting our guard down because you know, we've got congregate shelters where we have, you know, hundreds of people kind of under the same roof uh, every night. And mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that those people remain safe. Uh, you know, one case would be really tricky. So we've been doing everything we can to remain really, really vigilant, screening and, and taking temperatures and, and look, observing our guests for new coughs and things like that um, really every single day, multiple times a day to, to, to make sure that everybody stays safe. So we're, you know, maintaining that um, diligence and mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, as we reopen, we've got many, this is a marathon, right? We've got many, many months ahead of us of making sure that we're, we're really, really mindful of keeping everybody safe. And then, like you said, looking to the future and, and as we see an increase in homelessness, you know, making sure that we're serving our community in the best ways that we can. We've seen demand for our, our meal program. So we offer meals, you know, not just to people staying in the shelter, but also to people in the community that are hungry. Mm. And before the pandemic, pandemic, um, we had about 900 to 1,000 meals a day we were serving. Now we're up to about 1,500 meals a day. So wow. people are hungry and they are coming. Um, yep. And I think some other, you know, there were a lot of other groups that were serving meals that maybe, you know, had to shut down for social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are coming to us for that. So again, just kind of making sure that we keep up with that increased demand and also make sure we keep our community safe are kind of our two primary focuses right now. Yeah, yeah. How is how is the houseless population being taken care of in terms of education about COVID-19 and also masks? Is there is there anything uh, that is directly happening to, to, to inform them and to get masks into their hands? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So we um, we have a, a, an outreach team and, uh, you know, during normal times, these folks are going out they're meeting with homeless folks, unsheltered homeless folks on the street, and they're, you know, trying to encourage them to get into shelter. At this time during the pandemic, pandemic, the the, the focus of this team has shifted, and what we're doing is we're going out uh, four days a week. We are out around the island, um, meeting with unsheltered homeless individuals, and saying. You know, just want to make sure you know what's happening out there. We've got flyers we're handing out, mm-hmm. educating them about what's happening. Um, we are giving out supplies. Uh, certainly in some cases, we've got masks. We've got um, limited amounts of hand sanitizer and 
soap and um, water and, and toilet paper and paper towels and just trying to, to give people the tools that they need to stay safe out there. And again, you know, doing that education, uh, offering masks, you know, where, wherever we can uh, and other resources to make sure that they can stay safe. Okay. Okay. That's very helpful. Um, now you guys have something coming up, right? Some kind of drive, I think, to help with that we effort? We do. Yeah, so this Wednesday, um, when I talk about that effort for, to, to outreach to these un, this unsheltered population and to bring them the supplies they need to stay safe, mm-hmm. um, we have a wonderful partner in the Bank of Hawaii. Uh, so the Bank of Hawaii and their foundation has been a, a great partner to us over the years in various different ways. And uh, they called a, a couple of weeks ago and, and offered to, to make a big donation to our program and then said, you know, what else can we do to get the community involved in helping to help you? And one of the real pressing needs that we have right now that they jumped on was um, really trying to, to um, bring in more supplies that we can give to the unsheltered homeless to be safe. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a drive um, with Bank of Hawaii this Wednesday morning. Uh, April 29th, between 7 and 9 a.m. at at four branch locations, uh, we're going to be collecting supplies um, that we can share out with the the unsheltered homeless. So we're looking for things like um, trash bags, uh, like small and larger size trash bags, Mm -hmm. uh, liquid soap or dishwashing liquid, uh, toilet paper, paper towels, prepackaged snacks, things like granola bars or chips or um, trail mixes, things like that. uh, bottles of water, reusable grocery bags, and of course, we'll always accept monetary donations as well. But we'll have volunteers out at uh, these four Bank of Hawaii locations. Uh, they are in Kaneohe, Kunia, Kahala, and Ward. And mm-hmm. there's more information about that on our website if anybody's interested. It's ihshawaii.org. Mm-hmm. And um, you can look at the events and see see everything, um, the details, the wish list and things like that. But we'd love to see the community come out and really support this effort. We'll be out there, you know, with our uh, signs. So hopefully we'll be really visible. And, um, you know, it would be amazing to see, you know, people turn out and, and help us to collect these supplies to support our unsheltered homeless population. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, I've been meaning to ask, um, with the whole COVID-19 thing, what uh, changes is IHFs having to make lately? To how you guys provide yeah, services, lot, or I mean, a lot, a lot of changes. Yeah. Yep. Um, good question. So, you know, one of the first things that we did when we learned about the pandemic was to start screening all of our shelter guests. Mm. So, every morning, every single person that is staying in our shelter gets their temperature checked. We ask questions. We observe for new coughs. Same with staff. Every time I go into the office, I have my temperature checked. They ask me questions. We all have to wear a sticker that says we've been checked that day. Um, We've also created more spaces for social distancing in the shelter. So we've been kind of separating the beds, being really creative about where we have people sleeping. So we have converted conference rooms into sleeping quarters. And uh, we had a a supply closet that we were cleaning out. Um, it's, it's big. It's not really a closet. It's a quite <laughs> large space, but we've turned that into what we call our uh, Kapuna Corner, where we've got some of our, our older, more vulnerable guests staying so that they can be kind of distanced from people who are staying in the shelter, but let's say going to work every day, you know, and you can't be, can't be too sure. So, they're, um, so they are separate. Uh, we have extended our meal time so we don't have as many people you know sitting in the dining hall at once so we can space them out better 
Uh, for non-shelter guests, we used to invite them into the dining room to eat, but now they're kind of just doing a grab-and-go thing at the, at the pickup window. Um, so a lot of things that we're doing to just try to protect our guests and staff. Um, we also have been working with the with the city and H4 and some other agencies to open a temporary quarantine shelter. So oh, right. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. heard about that. Yeah. But, um, so that's just right across the street from our women's and family shelter. And it's a place where people... Homeless individuals who test positive can stay and Mm -hmm. be safe and and protected and isolated. Uh, But it's also a place where people can go that they're awaiting test results because, you know, you or I, we get tested, we go home, right? We isolate Mm -hmm. ourselves. But uh, for our homeless community, that's not an option. So the temporary quarantine uh, facility does you know, enable people to really be protected and, and to be isolated during that time of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So we've been fortunate. You know, we've, we've referred a number of people for testing and uh, nobody has yet come back positive. Oh, wow. So, okay. Um, anytime. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knock on wood, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're really um, fortunate that this has been the case. We've had you know, 30 or so people come in and out of there that we were, we've been observing, um, but again, none of them have come back positive. So uh, that's a really fortunate position to be in so far. Yeah. Awesome. And that, that yep. facility you were referring to, is that the Ka'ahi uh, facility? It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's, okay. Um, it's, yep. And, and But uh, that's good news that we haven't had to use it for more than just, you know, just basically a holding space while people await their their tests. So mm. no. So yep. what you're saying, again, to reiterate, no positive, no positive COVID-19 cases, at least so far. As we knock among, on wood. As we knock on wood among the homeless, uh, yeah. houseless population that you folks have referred. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, phew. That's correct. Okay. I mean, that's not great. in the homeless population um, across the island, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. So, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, really, really wow. positive. But again, you know, it's a marathon. So yes. we're not letting our guard down and we are going to continue even as the state starts to, and the island starts to open up, you know, everything that we've put into place is going to remain in place for the foreseeable future because we just can't be too safe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's also a, a, there's a bit of a stigma uh, sort of surrounding uh, IHS, what you folks do, the the community that you serve. Is there something that you want to share with people so that they can get a better understanding of uh, why you do what you do and, and maybe something um, that people may not realize? Uh, about the the folks that come down to IHS? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing to to mention, you know, I think what what people see on the street, you know, gets kind of, they they think, okay, every every homeless individual is an addict and that was a choice and they got there, you know, um, we don't feel the need, you know, we don't feel empathy for that because it was a bad decision they made in their lives or something like that. You know, but the homeless population in Hawaii is... So diverse, so diverse. We see so many families come through our doors, people really who just are struggling to make ends meet, uh, people just one, you know, medical bill that kind of set them into a place where they can't, you know, uh, make rent. And then that kind of spirals and, and the bills mount up and that's how they wind up to us. But so many are so committed to getting on their feet. And that's where um, we really, you know, um, invest a lot into making sure that those people have the tools and the resources they need to get and remain stably housed. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we do also work with, you know, mentally ill and we do work with substance abusers and we refer them to treatment and we have, you know, uh, limited shelter space for people who are going through outpatient treatment and wanting to make that change in their lives. So 
really how we serve this population is so different from individual to individual. But I think it's really important to note that, you know, the, the, the demographics of this population really are so diverse. And the, the people who come through our doors are single moms and they're, you know, um, young families. And they're, you know, sometimes they're individuals who did make a wrong turn, but they are, you know, all over the board, um, you know, people that, that really do deserve uh, that second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, the other awesome. thing I think people don't really realize about IHS is I think a lot of people think that we're a state agency, mm-hmm. um, Institute for Human Services, kind of sounds like, you know, maybe we're <laughs> a function of the city or state, uh, but we're not. We're a nonprofit, um, and we do have some, you know, partnerships and contracts um, that, are, that are publicly funded, but we rely so much on the generosity of our community that to make this program and to make these programs work. And so, you know, things like Bank of Hawaii stepping up and, and doing this supply drive and, and seeing our community come out, uh, we've been really blessed that just kind of through this crisis, we've seen a lot of uh, people step up and support the work we do. And we're really, really grateful for that because it does, you know, uh, fuel our mission. Yeah. So, um, so thank you to everybody out there who's, who's <laughs> behind us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. It is. Um, and then, so let me uh, reiterate the point about uh, that drive that's going to happen on Wednesday, which, by the way, is only a one day goods drive. Right. And and uh, that's right. It, right. And this is uh, let me just draw this distinction, though, because I think sometimes when people think of a drive, they think of either food coming in or it's like bring all your household goods down. But that's <laughs> not that's not this. Right. That's you guys are looking for specific types of things. Right. We are, and we, you know, we will accept food too, because, like I said, our meal program needs have increased, and we're also kind of bringing sometimes meal meal packs to some of our recently housed folks. So, okay. um, if you yep. have non perishable goods, you 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 know, you've been looking for a place to donate them, we'll absolutely take those too. <laughs> okay. um, but this drive is kind of focused on. Um, giving our unsheltered homeless the supplies that they need to, to safely shelter in place. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, those items include uh, trash bags, uh, liquid soap or dishwashing liquid, um, spray bottles, uh, either just for water or with disinfectant kind of spray bottles, mm-hmm. toilet paper. I know everybody's kind of minding their toilet paper right now, but our folks on the streets need that too. So if you've got a, a roll you can spare, we'll take the <laughs> toilet paper, paper towels, um, bottled water, those reusable grocery bags, you know, that we can stuff all this stuff in to hand to somebody, mm-hmm. um, snacks and things like that as well. And, uh, and, that, and you know, those are kind of, the, those are the main things. Those are the things that we think, you know, that, that people really do need to, to stay safe out there and to stay clean and healthy. Okay, okay. So if folks want to uh, support, they can uh, check out the Bags of Hope One Day Only Goods Drive. That, again, that is happening at four branches for uh, Bank of Hawaii. The branches in Kaneohe, Kunia, Kahala, and Ward, I think was what you were saying, uh, between yep. 7 yep. and 9 a.m.? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. So we're going to post that information on our Kumu Facebook. But as you were saying, folks can go to the website, ihshawaii.org, for more information on that event or other ways to support the good work of IHS. Is that Amazing. right? Thank you. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That's great. Great. That's great. Oh, wonderful. Thanks everybody out there. We'll hope to see you on Wednesday morning. I'll be out in Kaneohe. 
collecting the goods, and we've got teams <laughs> of folks um, all over the island. So hopefully you can make it to one of those locations, 7 to 9 a.m. It's a good excuse to get out of the house and give back. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Jill Wright, Director of Philanthropy and Community Relations at the Institute for Human Services. Thank you so much for being with us on Kumukukua. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Jill.